Before we get started today, just a quick announcement. Basically, we tried to come back to our basement recording studio and my whole street was blocked off so we couldn't actually get there. So the first part of this episode was recorded on my cell phone in my car. We eventually made it back, but if you want to go ahead and skip ahead, there are timestamps in the description. If the audio quality is really crap, you can go ahead and peep those timestamps and skip ahead. All you missed if you're going to skip ahead is a recap of our trip to the Halloween Selfie Museum and some complaining about being trapped in my car. <laughs> Have a great episode. Whoop, whoop. Hey, Sasha. Hey, Courtney. What's red, white, and yellow and stuck in a small blue car? I don't know. It's us, Sasha. <laughs> We're stuck in my car. It's spoop hour. That's a good joke, Courtney. Thank you. I thought it was. This is Spoop Hour, a paranormal comedy <laughs> podcast hosted by two Halloweenies recording the podcast from a cell phone right now. We are currently in my car, as the joke would suggest. We went on an outing today. Clearly, this was a mistake. Because, yeah, we're <laughs> we, trying to just get content. We went on an outing. And it was real fun. It was real fun. And then we get back to my neighborhood, and there's a bunch of fire trucks and shit, and the whole road's blocked off. And anyway, we're stuck in my car for 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah. So, so that's, that's fun. Yeah. Or you may notice the drop off in sound quality. We're using my phone. Like yeah, literally. Like literally this is being recorded on a phone. Today we went. Oh, real quick. Sorry. Oh. Paranormal comedy. We're on Twitter and Instagram oh. at Spoop Hour in case you love our incredible audio quality. And oh, we, hey, that fire truck is backing oh, up. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll be able to yeah. get in. This will be a very short intro. God, I hope so. I got us a cute snack, too. And I don't oh, think so you excited. saw it on Twitter. So it'll be a surprise. Yeah, I didn't eat lunch. <sighs> oh, so. no. Like, starting what a to mistake. feel a little bit peckish. Oh, no. Anyway, so you can also send us your story, at gmail.com. Maybe you've been shut out of your neighborhood. This is where, like, ordinarily I don't mind living on a dead-end cul-de-sac because it means fewer people come by. But this is a real problem because there is no other way in. It's just the one. It's just the one way in. Yeah. And it's funny, the last time that something like this happened... <laughs> this feels so strange. ...was, like, last December... Home robbery about oh. shoes. Yeah, it was, like, a group of high school students, and a girl got beaten up on her front stoop. She ran into the house, and the kids followed in after her and, like, stole all her parents' stuff and, like, yeah. beat them up. And I was like, the fuck? Because it was... I was coming back. I saw it, and I was like, what's happening here? And meanwhile, I'm at... Like in the house. It was your holiday with, party, wasn't it, was, it? It was the night before the holiday party, oh. and one of my coworkers came over to drop off beers and stuff. Oh, man. And he was like, Wow, you f live in like real crime town or something. Yeah. Like, there's like emergency service vehicles everywhere. I'm like, Haha, you're shitting me. Like, because I can never tell when this guy's serious. Yeah. And then he's like, No, really. And then so you came home and you looked freaked out. And I was like, Oh, maybe Bill was. Yeah, because like, I was like, I, I wasn't sure when I pulled up, it looked like the road was blocked off as it yeah. is now. See, I think they just turned those people uh, away yeah. walking-wise. I yeah. think I saw those people go down, so I don't even think we can walk through. Yeah. But it can't be that bad. There are children at the playground. Yeah. 
So, like... But maybe the children also are not allowed to go home. But this... Okay, <laughs> a fire truck just left. Okay. Um, Progress. Yeah, so what do we do on our outing today? We're having like, such a good... <laughs> Real quick, did anything spooky happen to you this week other than this? Oh, um, I ran into a student at Costco. It's too spooky. Too spooky. Too real. The spooky thing that happened to me, as ever, the work elevator is being weird. Oh, it's taken to making a clonking noise on every floor. It's fine. Oh, you know what else is spooky? The patriarchy. There's, there's nothing spookier. And Yeah. I, I will just say I had a very bad meeting with a very grumpy man this week. <laughs> <laughs> it was not good. No. The patriarchy oh, oh, is the spookiest of all. Okay, here we go. Oh, VW. Oh, no. Nope, no, U-turn. VW. Okay, didn't have the guts. <laughs> this is our most live moment-by-moment moment recording ever. We're going to narrate um, the cars that go by. But yeah, what did, we, what did we do today? That was so much so, fun. we found a thing. I can't even remember how I... F- found it I, oh no i think it was posted in one of my murderino groups yeah. someone found it's called the halloween selfie museum and it's basically a pop-up installation at one of our local malls that it's like a haunted house where nothing pops out at you yeah so you can just take like fun silly pictures in it so we we're like obviously we have to go to this especially because the people behind it call themselves entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs, yeah they have they operate a haunted house in dc too during the holiday season yeah halloween season it is a holiday season. Yeah, it's, it's a holiday, holiday season. Um, and a holy, jolly Halloween. Halloween. And so everything is already styled like a haunted house. Like yeah. They pay great attention to detail. I was really excited when he was showing us like the first thing. And he was like, have you seen this movie? And we are like, no. no. like, okay, but are you familiar with... Um, Marie Laveau? Marie Laveau. And we're like, oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah. girl. Oh, she's our girl. She's like, our voodoo queen. We absolutely know who that is. Yeah. And there are things that here and there, and we're like... He was like, do you like horror? And we're like, we like spooky things <laughs> <laughs> which is a very tactful way of <laughs> being like we are halloweenies please don't make us do anything um, spooky there were a couple of times like it you know it's very clear nothing's gonna pop out at you but there were a couple of times like i was wearing a clown mask at one point and backed into a statue and <laughs> of went a clown <laughs> of a clown and went and looked up and went Whoa! at <laughs> like one scared point myself we rounded a corner and there was a little girl in there who's probably what like eight nine yeah she wasn't scared of anything but i was scared of her because yeah, she was standing very corner, still and, and there's this tiny little child right there like <laughs> and we had just been playing with a bunch of dolls we had and, been like, i went full mm. pretty little liars the thing that made me feel the grossest and genuinely i didn't get in there because it was making me sick to my stomach was that bathroom though there was the truly the spookiest installation i just it was just like you know that dream that you have where you really have to go to the bathroom and you go and all the toilets are disgusting and like overflowing and people have been horrible in them it was that bathroom. they made shit out of brown paint and oatmeal and smeared it all over the walls and, and the, like, floor, in the floor and, and they in the toilet he stained a white rug uh, that got the, me and i I wasn't going to get in there, but you were like, let's, let's get a photo in here. And I, I, I don't know if you knew how, like, no, how unsettled you were, how upset I was. I didn't, I assumed you seemed cooler than I was. I was like, I can't go in there because I will be sick. I, well, but you r- seemed did, so cool. Did, did you see me? Like, I kind of looked into the toilet seat and immediately peeled yeah, back and were was like, like it's no, full it's shit. full of shit. Oh, I can't. God. Luckily they Nothing was fragranced in the Thank thing. God. Like I think about like a lot of like Disney interactive things. Oh look, a did. regular person's getting let. They're allowed to leave, so I'm assuming we're gonna get to go in soon. 
Oh, yeah. Oh. Sorry. Plot oh. twist. Like, Disney at their parks and stuff, in their experiences, will, like, fragrance things to make oh, sure that, like, you're smelling you're really grass or you're smelling dirt or whatever. It's good they did not for this. I'm glad that they did not for this. But it was really detailed, very well done. Photos are good. Yes. So we what we're going to do photos. with those photos, I don't know if you were serious or not, but I'm completely serious. We're going to do a 31 days of Halloween. We'll yeah. drop oh, a yeah, new photo. Serious. Good. Okay. Because I was like, that's a great idea. So we'll drop a new photo every single day. We'll post it to Twitter and to our Instagram story because mm-hmm. I don't want to flood our Instagram feed with just us in our faces. But we had a great time. Mm-hmm. We can we can save it as a story, you know, one of those little circles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so then it. you can yeah. follow your 31 days. days. But yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. Um, the Bath and Body Works girls thought we were really, thought we were dressed cute. They were. They were yeah. like, I guess you guys like Halloween, huh? We're like, haha, haha. Yes. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. Because we also went to Bath and Body Works and spent all of our money. Yeah, they have Halloween themed they things. They do. Do you want to, let's do an unboxing let's in my unboxing car. in your car. So I just got some rose fragrance mist that smelled Ooh. really good, so I'm just excited to wear that. The opposite of how that toilet um, looked. But I got, my Halloween product was a Halloween mm-hmm. pocket back called Howl Oh, there's Halloween. a fire. I just got an update about it. Oh, was it in an email? Yeah. I still get those emails. Oh. I don't know how to unsubscribe. Oop. Yeah, I think you have oh, to fire. respond. Fire. House fire. The affected families are okay, but there's been a significant response will likely be blocked for several hours no he said 30 to 45 minutes uh, it looks like they're clearing out i don't want to be out of my house for 30 to 40 hours <laughs> 30 to 40 hours oh <laughs> uh, my car is I in know. there like, I, I really don't think they would let us walk past it, dude. Do you want to try it? We could try it, but I would still... I wonder if my car would... I don't think they're going to let you out until this is all clear. That's, and also, when you leave, I'm going to make you drive me to my car because it is hot as balls and I'm well, not doing this one push. Yeah. But I talked to the fire guy. The One of the fire trucks left. Two of the fire trucks? Yeah, one two. Of, two left. <sighs> Man. Anyway, my Halloween product, I got a bunch of pumpkin shit, yeah. and I got one that is called, I think, like, Perfectly Pumpkin. Yeah. So. I like this Howl-O-Ween with a little skeleton pupper. The f- fragrance is just citrus. But. Yeah, it's sweet cinnamon pumpkin, but it's called Perfect mm. Pumpkin. It's got a black cat on it. I will say, while we're shilling for products in my car, highly recommend going. It's the, again, the Halloween Selfie Museum. It's by, what do they call it? The American Screamers? Is that Amer- what it's It's called American Scream. American Scream. Yeah. But oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, here's the other one. Oh, yeah, Bride, Bride Tribe. Tribe. And you were like, is there one that doesn't have the label? Just, and I'm like, just take it. Who I just cares? hate the Bride culture. industrial complex. And <laughs> what you really hate is capitalism. I hate capitalism. <laughs> and I just wanted a rose-scented hand sanitizer. And you got one. And I got one, but it straight up says Bride Tribe. I'm going to take this off and then put a cute sticker on it. There you go. Yeah. Fuck capitalism. Fuck it. Fuck the wedding industrial complex. Fuck it. Boo. Fuck the patriarchy. Boo. Okay. This well, is... this has been an introduction to an episode of Spoop Hour. Yeah. I guess we won't do our full episode. We'll, we'll wait till we're in the house for yeah. that. Enjoy sticker noises. BRB. Lol. Welcome back for the second time. Hey. We are now back in our basement recording area. We walked. We did. We're very sweaty. We've consumed a great deal of water. 
Courtney is lucky because she lives here. I had to change into workout clothes. <laughs> I'm still in my outfit. I'm so sorry. But yeah. I liked I liked the uh, neighbor who was like, ah, oh, yes, the walkers. Yes. And we were like, yes. And she goes, there goes my pizza night, which I feel because I was like, I was contemplating ordering dinner, but I guess that's not happening. Yeah, so anyway, awesome. we're still, we're essentially snowed in. We're hoping to get the all clear soon so Sasha can leave. But until then, she is officially my hostage. And... <laughs> Yeah, you know, we decided she lives here again. I'm your roommate again. Yep, sorry. <laughs> it wasn't up to me. And I gotta go pay some people that I bribed real quick. I mean, I didn't bribe them to do this, but... <laughs> anyway, yeah. so what are we talking about today? We are talking about spooky photos. Yes. Which was what we went and did. <laughs> yes, so the reason... Well, no, the reason no. why we went to the selfie thing was because it was going to be fun. It was going to be fun. And but we also took spooky photos. We did take spooky photos. And then I was like, hey, you know what? We, I bet we could do an episode on spooky photos. Let's do it. Because we're doing spooky photos. So I have stuff about the history of spirit photography. Mm -hmm. If you want to go into... I just have like examples of spirit photography. Great. I also have a how-to so we can try to take our own spirit photos. There was one thing. Do you remember back in like January, you and I watched a whole lot of Instant Hotel? Yes. So I introduced Instant Hotel to my friends up in New York, my doctor friends. Yes. Last weekend, and we did the episode. We started with the episode when they went to the house owned by the young couple that wasn't really owned by the young couple, it's owned by her parents. Oh, and yeah, they, and they tell used- the story about the cult. cult. Yeah. So one of the activities they sent the people to go to was like a spiritual place mm-hmm. and they had aura photography done. Yeah. And I like totally forgot that that had happened and mm-hmm. was like, oh, Australia has aura photography. Hmm. There is a place in Chinatown that apparently you just okay. like. You line up, and they take your aura photograph. They tell you what it means. So that's theoretically, we could just like we hop on a train, go, okay. go do it, hop on the train, come back. Okay, so there is one close by, or I mean, close in, close enough. Yeah, I think I that's mean, our closest chi- one. Chinatown is also like where the convention center is, and where the hockey is, and so yeah. like it's not un- not doable. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And like I, I mean, we could hop up and hop back. We could obviously make a weekend out of it, but New York is very expensive. Mm-hmm. So if we did not want to, we could oh, just New York like, Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Oh, not DC Chinatown. No, if oh. it was DC Chinatown, I already would have been like, I found a place. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Sorry. Okay, so sorry. <laughs> then it's not where the Caps play. It's yeah. Just so in New York. If again, if it were closer, we would have like, already done it. We would have already done it because everything I found was like. This is an aura photo. There's a thing you can do online where you submit your photo and they turn it into an aura photograph. Mm-hmm. But that seems super shifty to me. And I'm like, I feel like we're going to pay you $200 and we're going to get back nothing. Mm-hmm. So. What flavor was your chocolate? Chocolate. Oh. I don't think it had chocolate. flavor. Yeah. Okay, mine is salted caramel. Ooh. So this is all thanks to BBC.com, Hyperallergic.com, which is clearly my website, mm-hmm. MuseMagazine.com, The Atlantic, and Wikipedia. Okay. Pay Wikipedia money. Yes. We're still working on our Patreon. We do have stickers now. Nobody sent us a picture of themselves with Smithfield ham, so none of you fucks deserve stickers. I'm just kidding. You all deserve stickers. But, like, take a picture of yourself with Smithfield ham, please. That's all I want. The rise of spiritualism in America brought with it a desire of seeing a ghost yourself and capturing evidence of it. As we've talked about before, spiritualism was huge in America in the late 1800s, in part because of the chaos of the Civil War. Because you figure... So many people left the house to go to the Civil War and then did not come back because it is Mm -hmm. the deadliest war in American history in terms of American casualties. Yeah. You want a way to explain it, right? Yeah. And you want, like, the chance to see you sent 
Johnny off to war and Johnny did not come back. That's it. You want to talk to Johnny would, again. Or even just feel close feel to Feel close him. to Johnny again, yeah. So the art of spirit photography was born as a response to this. Okay. Basically, spirit photography is the kind of picture taking designed to show ghosts in the background. So it's like, it looks beyond the veil of real life into the spirit world. So it was a natural progression from the belief, because keep in mind, we're post-Civil War. So we're in the 1870s-ish, 1860s, 1870s. And this was when people still thought that like having your picture taken meant that part of your soul was getting stolen. So it's like a natural progression to go from if... I take a picture of myself and I lose part of my soul to it. Any wandering souls nearby, the camera's going to pick up because all it does is it like scoops up souls. Yeah. And I feel like in that case, we have definitely lost so much of our soul today because we took so many photos. RIP our souls. No regrets. (laughs) Anyway, I have cold, dead black eyes now like a shark. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So spirit photography eventually became so popular that certain unscrupulous photographers saw an opportunity. Why not make a quick buck on some emotionally vulnerable people by promising one last photo with their lost loved one? Mm. We've been over this before. It's all fun and games, but we don't care for, like, the emotional exploitation. Yeah, emotional exploitation is not good. Pretty shitty. Speaking of shitty people, we've got William H. Mumler. So Mumler was a photographer in Boston that was developing his photos one day when he saw something spooky. Oh. In a photograph he took of himself, a selfie, if you will. He coined the term. I'm just kidding. No, he didn't. He really didn't. He really didn't. He was pretty useless. He was stunned to see a ghostly apparition over his shoulder. Spoiler alert, he accidentally double exposed the photo, which almost immediately he realized. So it wasn't even like, a, oh my God, I really believe it's a ghost. And it wasn't until later. No, almost immediately he's like, Oh, I double exposed this. Whoops. But guess what? This motherfucker was like, I got a new business. And so I I know what I did and I'm going to make money. And I'm going to keep doing it. Capitalism. As always, the real villain is capitalism. So he began marketing himself as a medium, which I don't know why, but that seems so much shiftier to me than just doing the spirit photography to be like, no, I can see ghosts fully when it's like, come on, man. Like, you faked it. Did he know Mark Twain? Right? (laughs) I mean, we'll get into who he may or may not know. So he would take photos of people and he would promise that in the developed photo, they would see their departed loved one with them one last time. Mm -hmm. So like, basically, he promised people like, obviously, you lost this person who was important to you. Part of them is always going to be with you. I can take a picture of that part of them. So Mm -hmm. then you get one last photo. One of his most famous photos was one of Mary Todd Lincoln with the ghost of her husband, Abe. It was when Mary Todd was an older woman. Mm -hmm. And then over her shoulder with his hand on her shoulder all lovingly is ghostly Abe. Why would you do that to her? I know. She's been through enough. Why are you exploiting Mary Todd? Well, because as we know, Mary Todd Lincoln was a huge spiritualist. It was like Ouija boarding the White House and shit. Yeah, I know. But but then he exploited her. He knows what he did. He does. Mm. So the only cool thing that Mumler figured out was how he did it. Because Mm -hmm. keep in mind, this is the time where like you took a photo, you put a glass plate in front of a thing, and then you flashed a light through it, and then the shadows cast the thing, and then the acid did the whatever. I super know how photography works. (laughs) But he figured out a way to do what was essentially like Photoshop, but instead of like Photoshopping a ghost in post picture taking, what he would do is he would prop, most likely he took a previously prepared positive glass plate. So he would take another photo and then use that glass plate in front of a clean glass plate. Okay. So he'd take a photo that was like, this is a picture of the deceased. So like he borrowed a plate from your house. He puts it in there and it's got 
a Lincoln on it. So then he puts that in front of the clean sensitive glass plate and takes a new picture. So then the person is captured on the new clean plate, uh, but the ghostly image that's in the also, plate in front of it is also going to transpose and it's not going to be as clear as it was in the first version because it's transposing, mm-hmm. which is ingenious. Yeah. You got to give it to him. Like yeah. it's a dick move, but like respect. It was, it was pretty clever. So that way, once he, you know, printed the photo and he mm-hmm. had the print in front of him, it would have the ghostly image of their loved one and the person at the same time. Right. And there are some really whimsical ones where people, like, intentionally faked it using this method. So you'll see a guy going, like, whoa. And then there's, like, bandages, like, hovering in the air. Basically what you and I did today. Yes. (laughs) It was that. But, like... They were being this super serious. kind of serious. reminds me of that. You know the fairies? The fairies? Yes. Yeah. Actually, keep that in mind because something okay. is about to come up that oh. is about that. Excellent. I like making connections to other things we talked about. You're just so hour. clever. Who allowed you to be this clever uh-huh. and this cute? Oh! I'm flattering you so I can eat this chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> anyway... More and more people started to see Mumler, but because he was becoming more popular, obviously he started to draw a little bit of criticism. Mm-hmm. So people were like, huh, this is this is weird. And as I put in my notes, like from P.T. Barnum, who in a rare show of being a moderately unsucky human being, <laughs> said that Mumler's spirit photos were mostly just preying upon families deeply affected by grief. Wow. Again, this is the one semi-decent thing P.T. Barnum ever did. Otherwise, wow. he was a real piece of shit. He wow. was cruel to animals. He was cruel to non-white humans. He sucked. But this one thing he did was kind of okay. <laughs> Mumbler was also accused of breaking into homes to steal photos of deceased relatives. Oh, Lord. Because, like, that, yeah, he that's needs how he does the plate. It. That's yeah. how he does it. So he needs something that has the deceased's face on it. Breaking the law, breaking the law, breaking the law. Yeah. <laughs> and so he would break the law, steal the photo, and uh. then... Yeah, that's fact. And then the jig was up when he got a little sloppy, and this... This made me laugh. He put some identifiable living Boston residents in the double exposed photos as spirits. So people would go, I know that guy. He's not dead. (laughs) That's Jim. Jim just cast his spirit out. (laughs) I don't think Mumler was that clever. Mumler was just like, you know that guy? No, that's a a dead guy. Sometimes people's faces look different. You ever heard of doppelgangers? Yeah. Anyway, it's not a guy that I offered to buy a beer for and he said he'd do it. Ultimately, Mumler was put on trial for fraud, and P.T. Barnum testified against him, (laughs) and even demonstrated how easy it was to fake a photo with a spirit. According to multiple accounts I read, P.T. Barnum did a photo of himself with Abe Lincoln to be like, see, this is how easy it is. Kaboom, look, it's me and Abe. Again, the one time he was kind of okay. That's so funny. This was his one (laughs) specific okay hill to die on, and then he just went above and beyond in sheer douchebaggery to make up for it. Mumler was eventually acquitted because I think... Ultimately, the court was like, okay, he might not actually be capturing ghosts, but it's not fraud. Because mm-hmm. if he believes it's ghosts, and if the people who get the photos done believe it's ghosts, it's not fraud. It's just shifty. Shifty, yeah. And so that pretty much his game was over then. Like, I think he still tried to take photos, but he wa- he didn't have the popularity. Yeah, people before. were like, no, I know what you do. Yeah, I know what your deal is. You're going to break into my house and steal the picture of my dead son who died in the war, and then I'm going to feel bad. What a strange thing, though, because, like, the 1800s, your, like, range of transportation is not very lo- wide, yeah. you know? Like, so you're just breaking into people in your community's home. And, like, you're going to the streets of Boston, which, yes, it was a city in the 1860s, but it wasn't, like, how it is now. By city, we mean probably what? It has, like, 2,000 people in it? 
everybody probably recognizes everybody's faces. Yeah. So to just be like, hey, you, what are you doing? Can I take your picture real quick? Of course someone's going to recognize, oh, that's my cousin, Mary. I know Mary. She's not dead. I just saw her before I came in here. Foolish. It's That's just sloppy. Yeah. Like, if you're going to con people, at least do a good job. But also, don't con people. Also, if you know how many people were in Boston in the 1800s. Oh, yeah. I should probably. Shout, shout out spoophour at gmail.com because now I, like, really want to know how big cities were before they became what they are now. Yeah, I'm going to Google Boston population 1860s. Population was 177,840, okay. so that's, that's a lot bigger that, than that I thought. That sounded more like what I was thinking. Was yeah. Like 100,000. 2,000 yeah. seems too small. But, but I don't know things. Yeah, but... I'm really bad at guessing how many candies are in the jar. Oh, God. I'm always like, seven! And they go, there's clearly like 504. And I'm like, seven! It's yeah. a trick of the light. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, it's eight, eight, you know, 1800s country's been kind of established. But yeah, but still, 100,000 people... Like, it's Eventually, not, you're going to run into people who you're recognize. You're going to run into someone you know. Yeah. Like, even Richmond doesn't have, like, a huge population, and yeah. my friends who live there frequently run into each other, yeah. or run into people they know. Like, D.C. does have a huge population, but back when I still did Street Pass with my DS, mm-hmm. I ran into the same, same person that over, I didn't know three times. Yeah. And finally, the last encounter I had with them, because you can send them yeah. a custom message at that point, I wrote, who are you? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah. And I don't, I have no idea who they are, but... On three separate occasions, like, months apart, I ran into the same person. Yeah, Weird. Yeah. So, like, it's not that big. It's a risky move to use still living people. He would have been better off, I think, if he had gone into the archives and used, mm-hmm. like, old newspaper prints of people. Because who's going to, like... Idiot. Who's going to look <laughs> in there for, like, somebody? They'd right. be like, oh, my God, that's the guy from the obituaries. Idiot. This Foolish. Real Pathetic. Anyway. <laughs> These are all words that can describe Mumler. He was a real mumbler. So by that point, even though Mumbler was pretty much done being a spirit photographer, mm-hmm. it had already like blown the fuck up, and everybody was doing spirit photography now. Fighting the tide of frauds was English priest and medium William Stainton Moses. Moses made a hobby out of examining spirit images to determine their veracity. So kind of like what Mark Twain used to do with palm readers, William Stanton Moses would do with spirit photographers. Ooh. According to Alan Murdy, chairman of the Ghost Club, which is possibly the oldest paranormal investigation and research group in the world, which we have to figure out, one, if it still exists, and two, if we can join it. Can we join it? Because I want to be in this fucking club. We need to be in it. Like, it's totally a nerd club for nerds, but it's one that I want to be a part of. So, according to Alan Murdy, quote, by 1875, Moses had examined over 600 alleged spirit photographs. His view was that there were probably no more than a dozen that might pass muster as something supernatural. And he said that there are people out there who, quote, would recognize a sheet and broom as their dear departed. Uh-huh. So that kind of gets to the heart of the issue. If you really, really want one more picture with your lost loved one, you're going to see what you want to see. Yeah. And so that's, I think, what Moses is pointing out. He's like, look, most of these are fake, but some of these people would literally look at a tissue and go, oh my god, it's Carolyn, I've missed you, so, like, that's so fine. Sad. Yeah. So, like, it's, you know, emotional manipulation. Mm -hmm. But even with Moses calling BS on fake spirit photos, basically everyone with a camera was like, let's do this. Let's try to take pictures of ghosts. And in the 1880s, camera ownership was becoming more and more common. Like, it stopped being, like, a niche thing and started becoming, like, I don't think they were mass produced at this point, but it was more attainable that you would have a camera. Mm -hmm. So then they're like, I got this camera. Let's see if we can rustle up a ghost. 
By the time World War I rolled around, fans of spirit photography included such prominent people as Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who famously fell for and fully defended the girls who perpetrated the fake fairies thing. Yes. So, well done, Sasha, Uh for calling another thing that, like, he invented Sherlock Holmes, and so many people are like, Sherlock Holmes is the smartest man ever written. Like, he's the smartest investigator ever. The person who run him was was real dumb. Dummy. He was not... The sharpest tool in the shed, to quote Smash Mouth. He hey, was now. looking kind of dumb <laughs> with his finger and his thumb in the shape of mm. an L on mm. his forehead. I feel like that song and Mr. Brightside are the songs of our generation. Yeah. And I have Definitely no playing it at my wedding. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Just over and over and over again. It's the only song you play. It's the only song. It's that video where they took, and the years start coming, and, and they, they don't, don't stop coming, coming and they don't stop coming, and they don't stop coming. And it's just two hours of that. <laughs> That's my reception. <laughs> yep. And then at the hour mark, everyone's like, please let it stop. And then you do one, it's not unusual, by Tom Jones. <laughs> 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 we just make your whole God reception. A series of inside jokes. I'll, I volunteer. I'll be the God damn it person just well, to make sure someone does it. Even last night, we had friends over and the Tokyo Drift song have you heard the Tokyo Drift no, song? Okay, exactly. I need to introduce you to this okay. game. But it became this thing while we were playing Crash Team Racing yeah. and then just kept going and we were like, okay, concept, we play this song at our wedding reception. <laughs> just like pull a different songs that are a meme for different friends, like inside jokes and there stuff. There you go. <laughs> It'll be a very niche reception. It'll be a very niche reception for a very niche group of friends. Yes, I feel like Arthur Conan Doyle would love it, but he would probably believe ghosts interfered with the playlist because he was a simple bitch. And also ghosts were at the wedding. Oh my god, I saw them. And it's like, no, just because she's wearing white doesn't mean she's a ghost. And he's like, she's a lady in it's white. A ghost. It's a woman in white. <laughs> also, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, how are you still alive? Where have you been these past 150 years? <laughs> On vacation. It's not important. Stop asking questions. Podcasts are not visual media. We're both doing we're like both shaky old finger. man waggy fingers. <laughs> Anyway, Doyle loved spirit photography so much. So, like, so Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, weirdly, was very close friends with Harry Houdini. And they were good friends until Houdini said that spirit photography was, quote-unquote, farcical. And farcical? It was, it was a farcical. And Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was like, you take that back. And Harry Houdini was like, No. And anyway, they stopped being friends because of spirit photography. Spirit photography ruins friendships. That is bananas. And also, Conan Doyle, you big dummy. You could have been friends with Harry Houdini, like the coolest person alive in the 20s. You are a dummy. You big dummy? Jesus, he did magic. You betrayed a magic man for a fake thing that we're going to try here in a minute. (laughs) Anyway, Doyle's favorite spirit photographer was William Hope. Along with his crew circle, so named because they were from Crew England, Hope followed in Mumler's shifty footsteps, mm. mostly preying on, who else? Grieving war widows, except now it's World War I widows. Or the Great War at this time, because yeah. it was the 20s. The Great War widows and uh, families who, and he was most likely also using the old double plate trick. Mm-hmm. So... Hope was super popular in spite of the recent scandal surrounding Mumler, because it had only been like, I don't know, by this point, like... 30 years since Mumler had been taken down in shame, but even still, people were like, this Hope guy's legit. So, by 1922, Hope was living in London and well-established as a professional medium. He was making such a fess, fess, a fess, that's some getting a little Irish. 
I, what is happening? I'm dying. He's making such a fuss that he drew the attention of Harry Price, who was a famed psychic researcher known for investigating and exposing fraudulent mediums and spirit hmm. photographers. Which I find interesting, because I feel like if you're a medium, I guess it would be in your best interest, if you're the real deal, to be like, not everybody's the real deal. Yeah. I am, but, but this guy's this a fake. Guy's not. Don't trust this guy. I'm totally legit. The Society for Psychical Research... <laughs> <laughs> Called Price in to take a look at what Hope was doing, and sure enough, Price was like, he's got an extra plate in there. He's, he's doing the double plates thing. He's doing double plates. So he published his findings later in 1922, accusing Price of fraud. But remember, or sorry, Price accused Hope of fraud. But remember who Hope's best friend was and who mm. Hope's best friend had sided with over a cool mu- uh, cool magician guy like Harry Houdini. Cool magician. <laughs> We're falling apart. I keep saying musician, too. It's because we don't have any... Did you see... I don't know if you follow... I follow the Reddit relationships tech spot on Uh, Twitter. So they just pull, like, the craziest ones. There was one where it was like, my husband's become obsessed with this friend that he's had for a short time. His friend is a magician, and they want to open a restaurant together. (laughs) Where the gimmick is men can take women there on dates, and the men will do magic tricks, like, with the help of the waitstaff. So, like... The men will tell the waiters to pick a card, and it's always the seven of hearts. And the guy goes, is it the seven of hearts? And then the girl's impressed. And she's like, I think this is a gimmick, and it's not going to go over very well. But my husband's, like, tripling down on it, and he trusts Chris because, quote, Chris is a magician, and magicians are smart. (laughs) (laughs) And the best part of it was she's like, this isn't anybody's real names. This is a fake name. And because Chris is on Reddit and (laughs) everyone was pointing out. Meanwhile, Chris is like, huh, I had this same idea the other day. Weird. Oh, my God. Anyway, magicians Magicians are are not smart. Except for Harry Houdini, who was and was correct about spirit photography. But anyway, Hope's best friend was good Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. And so Doyle, in response to Price accusing Hope of fraud... Arthur Conan Doyle wrote The Case for Spirit Photography, and it was basically being like, it's so real, you guys. Don't ask Harry Houdini, because he's a mean butt face, and he's not my friend anymore. But it's totally real. Ultimately, it's totally real. It's totally real. Ultimately, Hope never paid the price. <laughs> he continued to practice spirit photography until he died in 1933. So nobody ever... Like, even being accused of being a fraud didn't tamper his business. It just, Mm. it was all in. But to this day, spirit photography continues. In February 2015, 12-year-old Holly Hampshire and her cousin Brooke visited the Hampton Court Palace in London. While they walked through the king's apartments on the ground, Holly took a picture of Brooke. But the next day, when reviewing photos from the excursion, Holly and Brooke noticed something weird. A tall, thin woman in a gray cloak following closely behind Brooke. Did I say a gray Brooke? Or did I say cloak? You said cloak, I think. Thank God. But <laughs> it was a gray cloak. It wasn't a gray Brooke. And she was gone in the next photo. Do you uh, want to see the picture? Yes. You don't. You're not going to like it. I, I, I'm brave. Okay. I looked at the toilet room. You did. I. It was, again, making me sick to my stomach. But you were very brave, and was, you sat on that toilet. I did not. I squatted near it. Oh. <laughs> you weren't that brave. I couldn't sit on it. I was scared that, like, even though I knew that the paint was dry, I was, like, so sure you I was like, going to get do this. literal shit on my nice skirt. Yeah. I was, like, still too scared. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> like it. I don't believe in ghosts, but I don't like this picture. I don't like, like it's that. just. It's just like an upsettingly long, thin woman in a gray cloak. 
Anyway, the sciencey explanation says that the iPhone's camera malfunctioned as the picture was taken, mm-hmm. but who's to say? Do you want to try to take a spirit photo? Yes. Okay, so here's what to do if you want to try to take a spirit photo. According to HiggyPop.com, that's Higgy with an H like Halloween, while many people believe the best way to capture a spirit photo is with a traditional film camera, that's not necessarily the case. You can do it with a camera phone. Okay. Or a smartphone, I guess, is the modern term. Grandma Courtney. (laughs) (laughs) So... Basically, you just, whatever camera you choose, you need to be aware of any existing flaws with it. So Mm -hmm. if you know you have a crack in your lens, know that the crack is there and don't get excited when the photo shows the crack. Yeah. Don't be like, it's a ghost! No, Every photo will show a crack. Yes. So if you know your smartphone is prone to lens flares, be aware of that and don't get super excited Mm. if you see a lens flare, etc., etc. If you're using a film camera, you need to make sure to wind the camera forward to go to the next negative and avoid double exposures. Okay. So don't double plate yourself. (laughs) You'll also want to check your film camera for light leaks because obviously if light is getting in through your camera, it's going to cause a weird flash in the photo, Mm -hmm. which will look like a ghost. But if it has a light leak, it's definitely not a ghost. So if you are taking pictures in a dark place, you want to use a film with a high speed as measured in ISO. I totally know what that means. I don't. It's okay. (laughs) And that can lead to graininess, but it is better for spirit photography. And if you're using a digital camera or a smartphone, avoid using HDR or panoramic mode because that is more likely to create inaccurate flashes that aren't ghosts. Yeah. Higgy Pop also recommends the straightforward approach of what we're going to try now. Just ask the spirits to take a picture. If, also, if you feel a spirit has attached itself to you, you can take a selfie and you don't have to ask. But here we go. If there are any spirits here... Can we please take your photo? If so, please assemble in front of us shortly. So now you've got your equipment picked out. You've asked your ghost to pose for a photo. So here are some best practices. You want to keep your camera still and always take three photos. Okay. If the same spooky thing appears in two or three of the photos, you may have just caught a ghost. Oh. You also probably want to hold your breath when taking the photo, both because if it's cold out, you'll see the mist, Mm -hmm. and that could look ghostly, and because, you know... Let's attract some dead things by not breathing, I guess. You'll want to stay still, especially if you're taking photos in the dark when photos are likely to be blurred. And be aware of any dust or odd things just floating around in the air so that you don't trick yourself. Okay. Make sure you keep your camera well-maintained and your lenses clean. And finally, as Higgy Pop puts it, remember Occam's razor. If what you captured looks like your pinky in front of the lens or a spider in the corner, that is probably what it is. (gasps) But we're going to try this. All right. So, are there any ghosts here? If so, please come pose for a photo with Sasha over here in our basement. One, two, three. Oh, I forgot to hold my breath. Here we go. All right, let's see if we got anything. Oh, I forgot I have HDR on. Oh, turn off the HDR. Okay. <laughs> God, I'm not Amateur. even following my own rules. Amateur hour. God. I'm just kidding. It's food hour. It's food hour. That's... <laughs> It's spoop hour. It's amateur hour. Ready? All right. Okay. Nothing. Nothing. I don't think we have ghosts in this house. No, I don't think we do. I think we would have known at this point, I think. That's true. I think it it would have made itself clear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Are you sure you don't want to be in a Thanks for nothing, ghosts. (laughs) Anyway, do you want to tell me some examples of ghosts? All right, so thank you, Mental Floss, for another wonderful listicle. 
So here's one of the brown lady of Raynham Hall. Hey! A woman from a color. I think, we've also, color. I think we may have touched on her in our Valentine's Day episode. I she sounds so. familiar because I remember us being like, ew, brown lady. Yeah, like why, why did you, like of all the colors, you could have been a violet lady yeah, you or a red lady. A different color to wear for eternity. But brown. But no. All right. So the mysterious and perfectly composed photograph of the brown lady of Raynham Hall is arguably the most famous and well-regarded ghost photo ever taken. The image was shot in September 1936 by photographers documenting 17th century Raynham Hall in Norfolk, England for Country Life magazine. One account states that photographer Captain Hubert Provand, what a great name, Hubert Provand, uh, had his head buried in the focusing cloth, like, you know, the... You pre- oh, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is a focusing cloth? Yeah, it's, it's I the, thought it yeah. was a spooky thing, but you know. now I remember we're talking about photos. When his assistant Indra Shira... Uh, glimpsed a veiled form gliding down the house's grand oak staircase and excitedly demanded that he take a picture. By the time Provan raised his head, the figure had vanished, leading Provan to suggest that Shira had imagined the incident. The development process, however, revealed something unsettling. The ghost, thought to be that of Lady Dorothy Townsend, had been glimpsed several times since the early 1800s. Although Lady Townsend officially died of smallpox in 1726, more lurid legends later sprung up, including that she was locked in her bedroom by her husband for committing adultery. Witnesses described the phantom as having an air of madness or menace about it, and the scepter has reportedly been seen intermittently about the hall since the photo was taken. Gonna throw something out here. It says madness or menacing or whatever. Are we sure it's not just horny? Because if it committed adultery and then was locked in a room for it, it might just... It might just just want some. Hormy. Hormy. Whom among us isn't hormy? (laughs) Whom? Whomst among us isn't hormy? Hormy Chili is the sponsor of today. That's a Hormel Chili joke. <laughs> For oh. when you're Hormy. <laughs> Mommy, I'm Hormy. Oh. Pull out the Hormel Chili. <laughs> I'm very sleepy all of a sudden. I know. That walk took it out of us, yeah. you guys. It's I, too hot to I walk. I went to bed at 2 a.m. because I was very into Link's Awakening. <laughs> is this how you feel right now? That's how I feel right now. Sticking a dead person's finger up my nose. <laughs> this is how I feel right now. Yeah, mood. Yeah. Oh, you guys are going to love the photos that we took. This is going to be so fun. My phone, I just saved it. Just suggested a collage Mm -hmm. that I actually accepted it on because it was was cute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this could be our sneak preview that we posted on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, I just also shared all the photos with you. Yeah, I just saw that. Do you want me to share back to you? Uh, Yeah, I think that too. Okay. So Lord Cumbermare, I can read. Oh, I remember him from our libraries episode because I also struggled with Combermare. Combermare, yeah. We know <laughs> how to pronounce names. There's there's a photo that supposedly depicts the ghost of Lord Combermare, who was being interred several miles away at the time it was taken. Ooh. So he had been struck and killed by a carriage in London in 1891, shortly before amateur photographer Sybil Corbett took a picture in the library of Combermare Abbey, the Lord's home. Mm. It took about an hour for Corbett to expose the image, and when it appeared on the plate, it revealed a man resembling Combermare sitting in his favorite chair. Interestingly, the figure's legs are missing, which is what, which has made it all the more spooky, given that Combermare's legs were badly damaged in the carriage accident. So, Uh-oh. I think someone double exposed a plate. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe had a little bit of fun. You are a perfect cat, and I love you. There's a ghost that appeared. Here, Sasha, I'll take your picture with it. One, two, 
three. Oh my god, it's in all the photos. Look at how cute the ghost is. <laughs> anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> but Freddie Jackson. Hmm. Hmm. So, Freddie Jackson was a mechanic in the Royal Air Force in World War One. Mm-hmm. Ah, another time that you want to see ghost photos yeah. of your loved ones. That was like the second resurgence of Yeah. It. So he was killed by an airplane propeller in, in 1919. Jesus, what a way to go. Yeah. On the day of Jackson's funeral, a group photo was taken of his squadron, which had served aboard, aboard the HMS Daedalus. Jackson did not want to be left out of the photo even after death, and his face can be glimpsed behind the fourth airman from the left in the back row. The photo was not made public until 1975 when it was revealed by a retired uh, Royal Air Force officer, Victor Goddard, who had been in Jackson's squadron. Goddard, like the... the isn't it the Andrew Goddard thing? Yeah, this is Victor Goddard. Oh, Victor yeah. Goddard. Okay. We have a Goddard Smithsonian yeah, Goddard, Goddard thing, thing yeah. out kind of by us. Um, but many of the details of this much-repeated story have been called into question along with the photo's legitimacy. But you know what? Let's just let them have fun. Yeah. They're grieving. Yeah. If they want to see their propeller-killed son again, like, don't propel the buzz kill. Mmm. Haunted cemetery. Ooh. Ooh. So the Madonna. <laughs> oh Lord, this is clearly an accidental selfie mode you took. <laughs> oh no, no, no! Was that on purpose? That was on purpose. Oh my I god! I left that there for you. I love it. Thank you. Um, and then there's like us looking all cute and normal, and then like uh, uh, I look like a toe with eyeballs. <laughs> a beautiful, sexy toe. There was a paranormal fo- photograph taken by the Ghost Reacher Society of America during a visit to Bachelor Grove's Bachelor's Grove Cemetery in Illinois. Bachelor's Grove is reputed to be one of the most world's most haunted cemeteries. And so the group visited this small abandoned cemetery in 1991 mm-hmm. when they found inexplicable readings observed on their equipment. Although no visibly visible ghostly phenomena were observed at the time, a photo taken in the area revealed a woman in white clothing described as being out of date sitting on a tombstone. Huh. Huh. So they called her Madonna. Oh, sure. Sure. It was 91. Madonna was huge. Madonna. Madonna. What Madonna song would have most recently come out? I don't know. I'm going to look. Okay. Well, while you look for that, there's yes. the Corroboree Rock Ghost, which is known also as The Watcher. Is that in Australia? Uh, yes. I There's a weird way you have to say that word, but I don't remember what it is. But it's like a uniquely Australian pronunciation. I'll look that up when I'm done looking up Madonna's Crabby? Probably. It's something like bananas that you wouldn't ordinarily guess. Okay. There's something well, with that rock. it's spelled corroboree. As we all know from Australian pronunciations, that doesn't mean anything. It could be anything. Could be anything. We love our Australian listeners. We do. You guys are fun. Yep. We don't understand Here we language. go. March 2nd, 1991. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, da, da. It could be some nice holiday. <laughs> It might have been Rescue Me, which debuted at number 15 on Mar- on the March 2nd, 1991 Hot 100 chart. Just gonna make fart noises for Madonna. She's gonna hunt you down. She's super ripped, so she's gonna destroy you. I'm not making fart noises at Madonna. I'm just kind of making fart noises. Try explaining that to Madonna. I did Look watch a really terrible movie with her in it where she fucks Willem Dafoe, and it's a weird choice. Look at that cat. And then because I watched that movie, I learned that Willem Dafoe has a, quote, confusingly large penis. Look at that cat. She's so perfect. She's the opposite of Willem Dafoe's confusingly large penis. Yeah, it's gotta, it, it's gotta be Rescue Me. Okay. I don't know why I wanted to look that up. What was the other thing I was gonna, oh, Corroboree. It's like Corroboree or something. 
Corobo. Can you spell it? C-O-R-R-O-B-O-R-E-E. Zelda, Zelda, I want to go home and play Link's Awakening. No, you live here now. <laughs> Sorry. Corobo-ree. I don't think that that's right. right. Wiktionary, I trust. I wish I could still read IPA. Yeah, me too. I used to. <sighs> I used to know it after modern English grammar. Yeah. yeah. I found my modern English grammar while I was cleaning out my parents' nice. house and looked at all my notes for that and was like, damn, I used to be able to do this. I know. I miss reading IPA. Yeah. It would come in handy. There's a song by the Wiggles called the That Word Frog, so let's see if they say it. The distinctive sound of the Calabri Frog. Corroboree. Okay. Oh, I must be thinking of a different weird Australian pronunciation word. So the Corroboree Rock Ghost so is also known as the Watcher and was said to have been captured on film by Reverend R.S. Blance, Blance. During, Blance during a 1959 visit to the Corroboree Rock Formation in Australia. You know what Blance sounds like? Hmm. Is if you aren't very good at playing a low brass instrument and you just make a noise Blance! That's the noise that comes out. Oh. You know that noise? Yeah. That like, blance. 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 Yeah, that's that noise. That is that noise. So, Blance, Blance, claims <laughs> that he was alone at the time he took the photo and only saw the figure after developing the image. Interestingly, the figure, which appears in a long gown, suggests different things to different people, who variously described it as a woman in a nightgown, an aboriginal woman in a traditional dress, or a priest. Oh, the rock those formation, are very different things. Right. Well, the rock formation itself holds spiritual significance for local Aborigines. Oh. Yeah, so could be something. Yeah. Also could be the double exposure. Could be a nursery. Could be a nursery. Another cemetery story is mm-hmm. the ghost of Boot. Boot. <laughs> the ghost of Boot. Boot. <laughs> when I die, if I come back as a ghost, please refer to me as the ghost of the Boot. The ghost of Boot. The ghost of Boot. And then so I'm just sticky. a butt. <laughs> Again, that walk. I, I didn't walk no, that far, went, but that took it out of us. I went to bed at 2. But that's also true. And, and you didn't really eat lunch. You just had some I chocolate. I woke up at 7.45 because a friend of mine came in from out of town for breakfast. <laughs> so Whoops. I've been awake for many hours, and I'm very sleepy. This and is the Corroboree. 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 Oh, Rock. I see. Yeah, doesn't really look like people are on it. So Terry Ike Clanton, an actor and cowboy poet who runs the <gasps> website Tombstone, Arizona. I want to be an actor, cowboy poet. Those are all the we things gotta, I wanted to be when I grew up. We got to talk to Terry Ike Clanton. Aww. He shot a photo of a friend dressed in 1800s cowboy attire in Arizona's Boot Hill Graveyard. I don't know why I want to call it Boot Hill. <laughs> Boot Hill. <laughs> Clanton says the unexpected... I'll put a hill in your butt. Ooh, jeez. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Clanton says the unexpected appearance of a strange visitor in the background forever changed his opinion about ghost photos. The figure appears to be a man in a black hat rising out of the ground in an odd way that suggests that he is either legless or kneeling. (laughs) Clanton, who specifies the image was shot on film rather than digitally, says he attempted to recreate the photograph with a person in the background, but the task proved impossible. Hmm. All right. Was where it taken? Was it like a sacred place or anything? No, it just says that he. It just like, made it was kneeling. And, you know, huh? Because yeah. I could in a see. Cemetery. Yeah, it's in a cemetery. Oh, maybe. So. Yeah, I could see like a ghost kneeling if it's a ghost in prayer for whatever reason. Yeah, but um, otherwise, he probably just didn't have legs. Right. Who among us? How about the Amityville ghost? Ooh, Ooh. that's not a real ghost. 
I know. But let's have let's this have one. Let's have this one. We've talked about the Amityville We've been through before. a lot today. <laughs> um, this creepy image was allegedly captured in the fam- infamous Amityville house during a 1976 investigation led by paranormal experts Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah! <laughs> a camera was set up on the second floor landing to shoot black and white infrared film throughout the night. Every image was empty of unusual pho- phenomenon except one. <laughs> George Lutz, the patriarch at the center of the Amityville horror story, revealed the photo on the Merv Griffin show in 1979. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and suggest- That's such a 1979 sentence. Right? It suggested And suggested it may show the ghost of John DeFeo, a young boy who was murdered in the house before yeah. the Lutz family moved in. Yeah. The authenticity of the photo, along with the Amityville story, has been widely doubted, with some holding that the photo depicts Paul Bartz, who is part of the Warrens' investigation team. Oop. Oop. Oh, I just realized, I just put two and two together. When we were at the Selfie Museum, I asked, is this the real Annabelle? And they were like, no, it's our version. I remembered why it was in my head that something we were going to has the real Annabelle, because mm-hmm. the World Oddities Expo. World Oddities Expo. We gotta buy our tickets. We gotta go tickets. We can do that, that when we're done recording yeah. here. And then... Let's finally talk, uh, end with, ooh, actually. Yeah, just keep talking. Keep talking. I'm just going to keep just talking. Cut, I'll cut until we're the okay. right length. So. Um, the Girl in the Fire Ooh, one. that sounds spooky. A man named Tony Rahilly captured an image of a mysterious girl standing amid the flames as Wem Town Hall in Shropshire, England, burned to the ground in 1995. The intense heat of the flames prompted some to argue that no living thing could stand so close and exhibit such composure, leading the conclusion that the girl must be a supernatural entity. <gasps> Some town residents assumed the ghost was that of Jane Churn, a girl who in 17, 1677 accidentally set fire to her home in much of the town and is believed to haunt the area. O'Reilly uh, uh, submitted the photo to the Association for the Scientific Study of Anom- Anomalous Phenomena, who in turn consulted the former head of the Royal Photographic Society, both of whom said it hadn't been tampered with. Others, hmm. however, have called this photo a hoax. But, sure. Hmm. Why don't they just call it the anomena instead of the anomalous phenomena? Anomala. Anomena. Do 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 do. Anomena. Do 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 do. Anomena. Do 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 <laughs> I kind of want to call this episode Anomena. Do, 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 do. <laughs> In the Waverly Hills Sanatorium, which was an abandoned tuberculosis hospital in Louisville, Kentucky, there was an image captured of a san- within the sanatorium's crumbling walls in 2006. Mm-hmm. They say that the figure resembles Mary Lee, a nurse who hanged herself in the hospital after being impregnated by a doctor who later wanted nothing to do with oh, her. Oh, boo. boo. As always, patriarchy is the true villain. True villain. There's also the boy on a farm. This one's a little bit more recent. In 2008, so 11 years ago, Photographer Neil Sandbach was taking shots at a farm in Hertfordshire, mm-hmm. England, for a couple who planned to hold their wedding. Uh-oh. Um, examining his digital shots later, Sandbach was surprised to see the glowing ghostly figure of a boy peeking around the corner of a building. Hello! The wedding couple later asked staff members at the farm if they had ever seen anything spooky or unusual on the premises, and were told that some had, in fact, witnessed the figure of a young boy dressed in white nightclothes. Ooh! Yikes! Spooky, spooky! <laughs> In the mid-1940s, a woman named Mrs. Andrews entered a cemetery in Queensland, Australia to visit the grave of her daughter, who had died in 1945 at age 17. Noticing nothing unusual, she snapped a photo of the plot and was later shocked to see a ghostly female child staring back at her. 
Researchers have said this image is not is likely not a double exposure, as no pictures of children appear elsewhere on the roll of the film. Weird. The graves of two female children were later found close by, and it has been suggested that this photo shows one of their spirits. Oh. Uh, How did they lose track of two graves of little kids? I don't know. I guess because um, they're small. Yeah. There's a photo of a monk from N- the Newby Church of the Christ at Consular. The phantom monk of Newby is a strange apparition appeared in a photo taken by Reverend Kenneth Lord in 1963 at the Skelton Come Newby Church of Christ the Consular. No previous. Consular? Consular. Consular. Oh, Consular? Okay. I don't know How what a consular is. Consoler? He's oh, yeah. It is, oh, it is the consoler. Yeah, so it's like, they're there. Yeah, they're there. Skeleton come. <laughs> Skeleton come. Skeleton. Skeleton. No previous... Skeleton, ac- please. A previous acti- evidence of paranormal activity had been reported at the church, especially uh, but especially unsettling characteristics in the photo included the figure's drooping face, which has been interpreted variously as a mask or a deformity. Kind of like the faces we tried on today at the yes. photo thing. You'll see that photo um, in our 31 Days of Halloween. And then its significant height thought to be about 9 feet in comparison to the surrounding furniture. Experts have said the photo is not the result of a double exposure, but its veracity is still up in question. Like, yeah, I, we I don't know what this is. I do love at this point in time that everybody's knee-jerk reaction is, it's a double exposure. Like, we're all on to the mumblers and hopes of the world. Yeah, but we're also like, but what is this? But what is this? Because it doesn't seem like it's a double exposure. Yeah. And I think that was the last of them. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Alright. Well, that's spooky photography. Go ahead and make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram to make sure that you see our 31 days of Halloween. 31 days of Halloween. It might turn into the 62 days of Halloween where we post, post multiple photos in a day because we got a lot of cute ones. Well, yeah, and like... And we I took was, a lot. One of my friends just had a baby earlier this year yeah. and there are so many cute little Halloween-themed outfits for babies. Oh. And she was like, there are just so many and Halloween's only one day. And I looked at her and went, there's a whole month. <laughs> she yeah, was bitch. like, what? And I was like... What, you want your baby to be a Wookiee, or not Wookiee, an Ewok for Halloween? And you also want your baby to be Baby Groot for Halloween? Guess what? Guess what? You can do both. Yeah, bitch. We'll do one weekend at one pumpkin patch, do another weekend at another pumpkin patch. Pumpkin patches are open, like, weekly. You can go to, like, eight pumpkin They're patches. They're already open now. Yes. I was telling one of my coworkers who's been kind of at a loss of things to do with his, like, one-year-old daughter yeah. and wife, and I was like, you know what's opening right now? Pumpkin patches! Yay! Get some and- cute-ass photos with your baby. <laughs> if you want to take and some also photos, send them to me. I was gonna say, if you want to just take cute photos in a pumpkin patch, we'll accept those and send you a sticker as well, not just with the Smithfield ham. But although, if you take a picture with a Smithfield ham in a pumpkin patch, I'll send you extra stickers and a high five. <laughs> you want to know the great news? We could go to a pumpkin patch right now. Do you know how I know? Because I got the fucking email. We're all clear. Oh, we're all clear. Yeah. As of just 4:42, in just in time, you wow, can leave. I can go. You're home. free to go. Or am I? Yeah, now you just have to escape from me, which is the real challenge. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for listening. This thank has you been for fun. your patience with our audio at the beginning of the episode. I'm going to take some steps to try and make sure there's not like a noticeable drop off in quality, but I appreciate your patience. I'll be sure to put timestamps in the description. I don't know why I'm telling you this at the end of the episode. I've already done it. But insert this right at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to sign off. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Go to a pumpkin patch. Eat some chocolate. Stay spooky. And if you're in the area, go check out the Halloween Selfie Museum. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. Spooky. 
Hey, Andrew. Hey, Maddie. Do you like horror movies? I sure do. Well, did you know that most horror movies are inspired by real-life horror? Really? Like what? Well, take The Shining, for instance. That's based on Stephen King's real-life addictions, or The Purge, which could be our country any minute now. Oh, and The Strangers, which is based on a real-life murder. People should be talking about these things. Hey, Guys. Oh, oh, hey, Producer, producer Michael. Michael. Oh, Hi. Well, I hate to break it to you, but somebody already is. It's you. <gasps> That's right. We are Friday the 13th, the podcast where we talk about horror in real life and horror in media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. Because we gay, y'all. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along with us on this crazy journey, and as always, get slayed. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, it's yard work. Yard work. <laughs> I was like, who is moaning in the walls? Yeah, I was like, there's a ghost mocking us right now, because that's rude. And also, in a second, we're going to take your picture, ghost, so you can sit also, down and shut the fuck up. Also, is it Abraham Lincoln? Yeah, Abraham Lincoln's like, I just wanted to see Mary again. That's how Abe Lincoln talks. Oh, I just want to see Mary again. It loses something in the... T- yeah. Four score and seven, seven years, years ago. ago. Anyway. <laughs>